listening to Messi's podcast. Yeah, it's really good to have you joining us either live on this stream or listening back on the podcast. Um, it's a weekly IPL show and it's a very warm welcome to the man, the, the expert, Prasan. Good afternoon where you are. Good morning from England. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Bharat. I'm very well. Thank you so much. Uh, very kind of you for calling me an expert, but I think... Uh, it's all love of the game that we're all talking about. So, uh, thank you so much. I'm doing well. How are you doing there back in England? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I mean, this weekend for us is about um, changing the clocks back. So, the clocks back go back um, tonight or overnight. And tomorrow morning, we'll be waking up from now on for the next six months in the dark. Uh, normally, when I was um, traveling for work and uh, going about my business, I'd be coming back home when it's dark. So, yeah, we've got to get that used to that um, uh, new times and new outlook uh, for the next few uh, months. Uh, how how are you in Bangalore or Bengaluru? I do apologize. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of different names, so that's completely all right. But yeah, I mean, it's been raining a fair bit here. Uh, it's been raining for about 10 hours a day. Um, starts somewhere in the afternoon towards evening and then goes on all the way until the night and midnight. So um, yeah, it's been good. I think the weather is pretty good. Getting a little bit chilly out here, but uh, somehow getting through it. So, yeah, it's good here. It's getting chilly there. Yep, absolutely. It's getting pretty cold at night. Needing to put on a couple of bed sheets or more <laughs> to stay warm. Oh, my goodness. I think your chilly must be our summer. So, um, I wish I was in uh, Bengaluru right now. Um, but yeah, um, I want to start off by uh, the show by uh, sending... Uh, warmest um, wishes and it'll really get well very soon to Baji, the legend, Kapil Dev. Um, it was worrying news when I uh, heard yesterday they'd taken in hospital, but uh, good news coming over the, uh, well, my evening, my night, uh, he put a photograph um, after he was recovering well. Um, so we send him our warmest wishes and a get well message from the Desi Sports Task team. Um, I don't know if you've got any more news about Kapil Dev. Um, not really. I think uh, he's um, he's recovering well. Uh, as you said, you know, they put up a photo where he's giving a thumbs up uh, to the camera and he's looking fit and fine. I think um, it was just a minor hiccup and good to see that he's recovering. And he's a very, very vital part of Indian cricket's history. And uh, he's a role model for many. So hopefully he gets fit and fine again and um, he continues to inspire millions around the world. Absolutely. And uh, for uh, those of us living in um, the UK, obviously, has a special place in our heart, as he does all over the world with Indian cricket fans. But obviously, uh, how can anybody forget that scene at Lords uh, in 1983? So let's have him back uh, up and uh, playing golf uh, or whatever he does uh, to keep active very soon. Uh, but the other thing I want to uh, talk to you about is the impact of this show. And I know um, we talked last week about uh, how CSK management were listening to you, quite rightly, actually, in the sense that or the week before when they were made the change of putting Sam Curran up to opening after your advice. Uh, I wish they, uh, well, their fans probably wish they were listening more to you. But uh, also we talked about the Black Lives Matter and uh, you shared a link with me that it's also made uh, a story in one of the national papers there. So um, the subjects we talk about, people are picking up on a little bit late, but uh, they're picking up on the stories that we talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ahisa Rabada brought out the whole Black Lives Matter campaign, you know, for the first time in the IPL. Uh, no, one, no one else had spoken about it before he did. And uh, as you rightly said, I think people are watching the show and that's always good news. But uh, yeah, we'll probably need to wait and watch and uh, see how this whole thing progresses because... We haven't uh, had too many reactions from other cricketers or other people associated with the IPL with respect to the Black Lives Matter. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a couple of other people speak about it because it definitely is an important movement. And um, if the more the reactions it gets, the more the support it gets. And that can only do good to the campaign. Yeah, I think I need to have a word with the Times of India organization or whoever wrote it because that was trademarked by uh, Prasan. So um, any royalties, please. Um share them with Prasan as well. Um, <laughs> moving over to uh, last weekend, when we uh, did the show last weekend, um, I don't think anybody foresaw the weekend of cricket we had. What time did he get to bed on Sunday? Well, we had three super overs, not one, not two, but we had three super overs. I, I, it's unprecedented in the IPL and uh, 
you know the the weekend was was full of fun because uh, you know not a lot of people expected kings 11 to give such a tough fight to the mumbai indians but they did and it is fantastic for the ipl you know it just goes on to show that um yeah, the ipl is not all about a one or two team domination and all the teams are in it to win it and uh, all the teams are in with a chance of making the top 4 except probably csk right now but the weekend was fantastic i mean it started off with uh, uh, abe devilliers producing that magic against rajasthan and then the super over between the sunrisers and the night riders and then the double super over between uh, the mumbai indians and the kings and punjab so it just got better uh from saturday to sunday and yeah it was a great weekend of cricket yeah i don't think you'll ever see that sort of a weekend those sort of games back to back um for a long long time and it'll stay in the memory of everybody who watched that weekend of cricket uh, it was incredible uh, but i want to start off by saying that um uh, i believe the uh, might be talking out of term here but the bars in bengaluru are really famous they're really good but you owe me a couple of drinks because i had a word with um somebody from porbandar which is uh, the biggest city from where i am and uh, jay devonakata says um, you need to make my friends a day make sure ab devilliers um, knocks you out of the park so rcb can win um so uh, if i'm lucky enough to come to bengaluru and we meet up you owe me a couple of drinks my friend definitely no doubt about it 100% in for that whenever it is you can definitely ring me up at any time and we'll definitely sort that out but yeah i mean it was phenomenal look i mean uh, everyone expected devilliers to put on a show um, it wasn't you know something that uh, uh, was not an, was not expected but uh, for him to do it the way that he did you know 35 runs of the last two overs uh, really taking jaydev unadkar to the cleaners and it was the longer boundary as well so it is fantastic to see and uh, yeah we're very very happy with the results we've had over this week what can the captain do i mean obviously he was expecting jaydev to bowl his famous uh, slow ones and mix it up and but um, with a batsman like ab i mean we what, there's no more words that you can say about how good a cricketer he is but what can a captain do in that situation that game was just about signed and sealed yeah i mean i think uh, steve smith has been a little off with his captaincy in this season in my opinion because even in the match against the mumbai indians we saw surya kumar yadav was trying to lap pretty much every ball and he didn't have a deep fine leg and in t20 cricket we generally you know we believe that when teams are chasing you need to bowl your best bowler in the 19th over but uh, you know jofra archer um, bowled the 20th and nunathkar got belted in the 19th over so i think that was probably um, in a way it was a tactical error from steve smith's part because if jofra archer would have managed to remove ab devilliers uh, rcb didn't have too much of batting to follow so i think it was a tactical error and um, he could have done better but again uh, could have would have should have would have probably got them nowhere and steven probably thought that uh, you know jaydev unath cut slow ones as you mentioned would have served him well um, but ab devilliers was up to the task and uh, he really took took on the bowling and uh, he was at his peak so great to see the way he pulled it off and uh, it really boosted the morale of the side as well I mean hindsight is a very good thing obviously but even at the time a lot of people were saying and it's been said a few times that if you bowl well on the 19th when it's a a close ish game I mean 35 over 2 is not really close when you think about it in the general scheme of things but um just to kill the game off um I think a lot of people even at the time were saying he should have bowled um Archer Yeah no doubt because with 35 runs needed of two overs devilliers would probably not have taken on jofra archer the way he took on unathkat and uh, you know obviously unathkat was being a little bit predictable everyone knows that he's going to go back to his slow ones and uh, that's what he's be- he's depended on for a majority of his ipl career and even in the other domestic circuits that he plays so it was very predictable from unathkat and that probably wouldn't have been the same case with archer we have seen the impact he's made for the royals you know up front and even at the death he's been phenomenal and Archer would have probably not given away those many runs, but uh, again, Steve Smith probably backed Unadkar to come good with the longer boundaries coming into play. But um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him, and uh, <laughs> they did come second uh, against RCB. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I did send a few messages out to Porbandar and his family, so they got through. Uh, long as uh, he keeps my friends happy, I'm happy. Um, but uh, moving to the second game and what a innings from Shekhar. Um, that was his, I think, his first century in the IPL. Um, obviously not his last because we know what he did in the second game. But that was uh, really, I mean, just goes to show that somebody always steps up for the Capitals. 
I mean, uh, Shikhar Dhawan has been fantastic. You know, it's not easy to get uh, those many runs. He's got two half centuries and he followed it up with two centuries. Um, first ever batsman to score two consecutive centuries in the IPL. Uh, phenomenal, you know. The Delhi Capitals really needed to someone needed someone to step up in the absence of Rishabh Pant. And he's been striking at a great strike rate. You know, it's not easy to uh, get going once you face like 40-50 balls because of the temperature in UAE. But he's taken the challenge head-on. And uh, I feel he's been a very, very key part of the Delhi capital setup. In the first few matches, he didn't really show uh, his potential. But in the last four games, he's been absolutely unstoppable. And uh, today that they're playing the Knight Raiders, I think the race for the fourth spot is definitely heating up. And... If the Knight Riders don't find a way to tame the beast that is Shikhar Dhawan, then they definitely might uh, come second and that could be very problematic for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talk about uh, tame Shikhar, but there's a few players there and we've talked about this before. That somebody always steps up with that incredible batting lineup that my boys have got there at the Capitals. But um, I also want to talk about CSK now and um, this is the end of an era uh, with CSK. I mean, obviously, they've got no chance of getting into the playoffs. Uh, they've had uh, a really poor tournament, uh, but is this the actual end of an era? I wouldn't probably put it down to end of an era, you know, because they still have MS Dhoni and he's one of the biggest cricketing brains uh, in, in the world, probably the biggest that has been produced in the world of cricket. But look, they don't have the team. They haven't had the team this season. They've, they've banked on Suresh Raina for a whole lot of their success. Harbhajan Singh was obviously a key part of the bowling unit, but the others really haven't stepped up. There's been a lack of intent with the bat. Probably a couple of players, you know, coming off rusty. They haven't played too much of cricket. But again, the IPL doesn't allow for all of that. You know, there's quality cricket being played from, uh, I mean, from all the teams and you need to be at your best. And CSK clearly weren't at their best. Um, unfortunately, their uh, banking on the young, on the old and experienced players didn't really work out for them this season. We've seen how youngsters have really stepped up to the uh, plate and really helped other teams for RCB, Padikal, for the Delhi Capitals. We've seen how uh, you know Prithvi Shaw started off really well for the Kolkata Knight Riders. They've got the young bowling unit, but the Chennai Super Kings haven't had uh, had a chance to depend on um, you know any anyone in particular, and that's really hurt their cause. Sam Curran, again, he's been a great uh, pick for them and he has contributed his bat and ball. Yesterday, we saw his half-century help the uh, Chennai Super Kings get over that 110 run mark. Otherwise, they would have probably ended up with a score in probably double digits. So, they, they just haven't had the side this season. Even MS Dhoni is very rusty. He's coming off a lengthy layoff and uh, obviously, it's not easy for anyone to score runs. But they just haven't had the team this season in either the batting or the bowling. And uh, that's just the reason they've not been able to do well at all. So, I, I have a feeling they're probably going to retain only max of one or two players. And um, they're going to reject the whole side once the mega auction comes up. Yeah, this that, that's why I was saying that. Do you think it's the end of an era? Because when you see the likes of Watson, Bravo, um, Harbhajan, obviously, uh, Reyna, we know they've been an integral part of this team. Even Imran Tahir has not got a look in yet, but he's been there uh, for a while. Um, I can't see them players coming back next year. You can never say never, but um, uh, this has got to be their swan song. And the big question is, uh, do you think this is MS's swan song? Because he's not yeah, going to play any international cricket. Um, um, I'm not sure if he's going to turn out in the domestic circuit. If he does, it'll be incredible for his state or his, his team. But um, how do you see this panning out in terms of MS and all those players? And I know you said um, CSK have got a big rebuilding task uh, ahead of the big auction next year. Um, but what about these incredible names? Yeah, I mean, definitely they, I don't think half their players will be playing next season as well. You mentioned Wayne Bravo, you mentioned Shane Watson. They're probably all past their prime and that's a that's a very big reason why the Chennai Super Kings haven't had the success um, that they've had during the past seasons. And as for MS Dhoni, you know, you can't really predict what he's going to do because he's definitely looking uh, in, in shape this season, but he hasn't been able to translate that into knocks on the field with the bat. But again, you know, I'm not. I'm probably uh, going to say he will play one more season, and um, he's probably going to, you know, I mean, there, there are talks that there might not be a mega auction uh, before the next season because the window is too small, and given the restrictions and all of that, they might not be able to organize it. And if that is the case, I feel Dhoni will definitely play one more season because um, this will be the same squad they will play with, and they will need someone at the top to really. Uh, 
build this side and uh, push them to play. So unless there's a mega auction, I feel MS Dhoni is still going to play. Um, if there's a mega auction, I feel he's going to um, hand over the reins to someone else and probably come in as a mentor or a coach or something on those lines. But yeah, I definitely feel MS Dhoni has a lot um, in left in his tank, but he still he really hasn't able to hasn't been able to get going this season at all. Um, yeah, and um, you know, you you say you probably got one more season. Yeah, I can see him playing that. He keeps himself uh, very fit in the close season. Yeah, I mean, he's renowned for his fitness. So uh, yeah, I can see him doing that next season. But um, it'll be a little bit worrying for CSK fans if the auction doesn't take place and they can't bring yeah. in um, international players. Um, obviously, a lot of other teams are going to retain their star players, but uh, CSK do need a bit of a refresh. I think these players have done incredible service, obviously made the playoffs every single time CSK has taken part. So, yeah, it is a bit of a sad uh, end to some of these uh, stars in terms of their links with CSK. But we'll see what happens. Um, how do you think they'll go with the next uh, few games with nothing to play? It's all, all about pride. Do you think we'll get Imran Tahir coming in now that Bravo is out as well? Yeah, I mean, in the last game that Tahir played uh, yesterday against the Mumbai Indians, we saw how he was uh, obviously... Excited to play, you know, he he had been sitting out on the benches for a long time and uh, he finally got a game and he scored runs with the bat as well. And I think uh, Imran Dai is a fighter, you know, he's someone who's really go who really brings the energy into the side. Uh, you know, that's exactly what happened with the Kingsland Punjab, you know, ever since Chris Gale's come into the side, they've, they've not lost a single match and it's just that energy, that sort of dominating force in the side that uh, pushes the side to succeed. I was really perplexed when they didn't play Imran Tahir and he didn't find a side uh, spot in the side because um, he was the purple cap winner last season and mm. uh, it was really surprising to see him not to play not to play a single game. But look, they played all the players in the side, barring maybe four or five of them, and the four of them who aren't playing are just guys who they picked from the domestic circuit and uh, they probably aren't ready for the IPL. Um, but the side they have right now, they've, they've tried too many things. Uh, you know, they've tried different combinations. And nothing just seems to be working. So, they will be playing only for pride. And uh, they'll probably need to be a little bit lucky as well to win the remaining three matches that they'll play against RCB, Kolkata and uh, the Kingsland Punjab. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, very tough for them. Like you said, um, the losing players and Bravo is the latest one. So, we'll, it's going to be very tough for them for the next few games. Coming on to, um, I think we can quite rightly call it Super Sunday and the two big games with the win. Super overs. The first one with uh, KKR and the uh, Sunrisers. Again, uh, KKR inconsistent, but they uh, pulled it out of the bag um, in that super over. Brilliant super, uh, over by Lockie Ferguson. He stepped up, really killed off the uh, super over uh, after his uh, incredible bowling. Well, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, he bowls fast, he bowls straight, and uh, that's the biggest uh, asset for a fast bowler. You know, I think uh, you'll. You'll be a major advocate of this, having seen how uh, Andrik Nokia has bowled so far in the IPL. He's bowled straight, he's bowled fast. He hasn't been wavered with his line and length. And Lockie Ferguson was the same. You know, he picked up three wickets in the first 20 overs and then picked up two uh, wickets in the Super Bowl. First of David Warner and then Abdul Samad. And both of them were uh, dismissals with the, both the batsmen being bowled. So, he delivered a fantastic Super Over. And uh, given that he has that extra pace, it was something that definitely helped him. And I think they're playing him a little too late now because, you know, the Knight Riders are trying, still trying to find their combination. They still haven't landed on their perfect 11. And, um, you know, with Lockie Ferguson coming in, it allows for Pat Cummins to be bowled out in the first half of um, the batting effort of the opponents. And Lockie Ferguson can probably attack in the second half and towards the end. So, uh, fantastic super over. He removed David Warner and then Abdul Samad and... Uh, there was nothing left for KKR to do. They, they just needed to uh, score a handful of runs and they managed to um, get across very easily in the end. Yeah, and talking of the inconsistency of KKR, I mean, we'll talk about how they got on or they didn't get on against your boys in a bit. But um, coming to the big game, uh, last week we talked about Kings Eleven Punjab. We've talked about them for a few weeks now in, in terms of... Um, how well we thought they played in the first week and then they lost form, they lost very close games and but yet they're the top two scorers and they were getting the starts. Uh, but then I thought, you know, I think I probably said it, I should have listened back, uh, but um, that they were going to play, 
Europeans and the Capitals, and that'll probably be the end of their tournament. But they pulled out two incredible wins, um, and especially with that super over. Um, when you saw Bumrah bowling and uh, in that super over, and you think that's the game over, but then Shami says, "Well, what you can do, I can do better." Yeah, yeah, it is fantastic. You know, I mean, it started off all with. Uh... Chris Gale coming into the side in the first place against RCB, he scored that 50. And what Gale has done is he's really allowed KL Rahul to play more freely and uh, you know take the captaincy decisions. And everything hasn't hinged on his batting since Gale's arrived. And Mohamed Chami is a class pacer, you know, there's no doubt about it. And it's fantastic to see the way he uh, really nailed those Yorkers and defended uh, five runs of that over. Um, Mumbai Indians were set a target of just six to get at the super over, and with Hardik Pandya. Uh, at the crease, I mean, sorry, Quinton Decock and Rohit Sharma at the crease, you're never uh, going to rule the Mumbai Indians out because they both are classy batsmen. They, they open the batting and they're obviously the best batsmen in the side. But to see Mohamed Shami nail those Yorkers and, um, you know, keep the Mumbai Indians just five runs was a phenomenal effort. You know, we've seen the Indian Pacers do it. We saw Napdeep Saini do it the other day again against the Mumbai Indians. He gave away just seven runs. So, uh, great effort. You know, Mohamed Shami was fantastic and bang on the money. And uh, Boomer, obviously, you expect him to be that good. And uh, so, it was a fantastic Super Over. I think, given that it went into the second Super Over, it was pretty boring, the second Super Over, because uh, Kingsland Punjab pretty much canted home with, uh, you know, 1-6 and a couple of boundaries. But yeah, look, I mean, Mohamed Shami was class. And the way he bowled and, you know, bowled wide up the off stump and nailed those Yorkers was fantastic to watch. And the other thing that will stick in my mind, and I don't know, it probably changed the results. I don't know what you think is uh, Mayank's fielding. The boundary to save uh, it would have been a six, wouldn't it? So he saved around four runs. Absolutely, I think that effort really changed everything, and uh, it gave gave the Kingsland Punjab momentum as well. Because uh, if they needed around 15, 16 runs, it still would have been a tough ask against Trent Bolt if Bolt hadn't uh, you know got hit for a six of the first ball. But saving that was definitely a game changer, and uh, it gave him confidence as well. He did come out to bat after that, and. He struck two boundaries of Trent Bolt's over. So, I think it was great for the Kingsland Punjab that they came out victorious after that uh, match against the Mumbai Indians from the Super Over. And uh, they're looking uh, confident side now, which I think is good signs for KL Rahul. And and they backed it up with uh, another incredible win with the other team that's on form, which is my boys against the Capitals. And you mentioned earlier, Shekhar uh, getting his second century in the first play, I think you said, uh, to get back-to-back centuries in the IPL. But Kings um, uh, Punjab 11 are sort of playing the form that we thought, saw in the first week. But I did not see this transformation. Absolutely not. I'm happy that they made me eat my words because I had said earlier that, uh, you know, I don't see the Kingsland Punjab getting out of last position on the points table. But it's great. Look, I mean, I think you need that sort of an inspiration. And um, I think most of us were clamoring for Chris Gale's addition because we knew what he could do to the side. And... He's really changed the fortunes completely of the team. And what he's coming in is and done is that, um, you know, the Kingsland Punjab can now have more bowlers. They've managed to get the best out of Glenn Maxwell by bowling, I mean, getting him to bowl four more overs. And uh, he scored a 30-plus in the last game, which is very good for them because that was an important knock that he played. But, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic to see that uh, there's a bit of a resurgence there from the Kingsland Punjab. Otherwise, it would have been a pretty sorry state to see just two teams battling for fourth spot. But now with the Kingsland Punjab also finding that momentum and, uh, you know, very, very important stage in the tournament, uh, it, it's great, you know, and um, they're doing a phenomenal job and both the batting and the bowling units are clicking and it's great to watch. Yeah, all of a sudden they look a pretty formidable unit because when you think of what well, we've mentioned, Mayank and Raul so many times and then the addition of um, the boss, universe boss and then obviously Nick. Uh, Nicholas Poran, we know the talent he has, then Maxwell. We, we, we've we already mentioned their bowling with Shami and Vishnoy, and uh, you mentioned Maxwell uh, chipping with four overs. They're looking a very good unit all together, you know, all of us. Well, not all of a sudden, but it's really clicking for them now. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, credit must go to KL Rahul for trusting Glenn Maxwell with the ball because. I think for the first few games, first half of the tournament, Kings 7 were really struggling with their bowling resources and uh, they didn't have a proper sixth bowler. But with Maxwell in the side, what they've done is they've backed him with four overs and they're also bowling him in the power play, which is uh, very unique. And 
with Ashdeep Singh and uh, you know Ravi Bishnoi, their youngsters who want to perform, and uh, they have really stepped up to the plate. Ashdeep Singh, especially with his yorkers uh, towards the later half of the innings, he has been a little expensive, but again, he's a youngster who will learn. And uh, with Mohammad Sami coming back into form, you know, for two for thirty in the last game that the uh, Kingsland Punjab played, and it's great to see that he's back in form, and it's very important for Punjab that the lead bowler strikes form because. Uh, for a long time, it was all about the batting and the bowling wasn't uh, coming to the fore. But with Shami doing well and Vishnoi and Murugan Ashwin, you know, let's not forget what he's done. Because Murugan Ashwin, he's picking up important wickets. He's stemming the run flow in the middle overs. And so, yeah, definitely looks like a solid unit uh, which can fight for the fourth spot. Absolutely. And we'll talk about um, how you think this um, final week, uh, final few games will go um, near the end of the show. Uh, but it's looking, um, I think they're coming into form at the right time. Uh, moving on to your boys having um, early finish and uh, yourself, I know how hard you work uh, following these games. So they did you a favour as well, or Kolkata Knight Riders did you a favour as well. Uh, but uh, that was uh, what happened with the Kolkata Riders. And you have to tell me a bit more about uh, Mohamed Shiraz as well, because uh, his bowling was, where did that come from? I know he's been around the national team as well. Um, that was an incredible bowling performance. Absolutely. Look, I mean, he's been a sub- he's been subject to multiple trolls throughout his career. And, uh, you know, he has been pretty expensive at times. And, uh, you know, he's been carted all over the place. But that match was fantastic. He, the way he removed Nitish Rana, you know, with that in-swinger that uh, knocked off his pole, it was great to watch. And, you know, if you know that you have a pacer who has such variations, he induced Nicks of the batsmen's um, of batsmen, you know, uh, in from the KKR unit, and 82, you know, wasn't a great score by any means. And uh, with Mohammad Siraj registering figures of four four overs, two maidens, eight runs, three wickets, it, those are magical figures. There's nothing much that can be said about it. I think, uh, you know, the first bowler to bowl two maidens, um, you know, actually one was a double wicket maiden, and it was great to see. And second, uh, cheapest economy for a bowler who has bowled out a quota of four overs. The first one came when Chahal bowled four overs for one maiden, uh, six runs and one wicket against Chennai. And it's great to see Siraj, you know, in form because he 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 comes in with the backstory of being a being the son of an auto driver who couldn't really afford, uh, you know, his kit and his essentials. But from there, he's made a great journey. He came into the IPL. He He's represented a few teams. He also uh, has played for India. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to see that he's getting into form. And uh, I think a lot of that credit has to go to the way Chris Morris has operated up front. I think his confidence is rubbing onto the rest of the players. And, um, yeah, great to see that uh, Siraj finally uh, silenced all his uh, critics and put in a very good performance. Is he a local boy? Uh, no, he's from Hyderabad. Um, okay. And uh, he, he basically did turn out for, uh, for the Sunrisers as well before... Um, you know, he did turn out for us. So, uh, in terms of um, uh, uh, RCB and um, I think it's assuming that they will be in the playoffs, are you worried about the form of Aaron Finch at the top? I know uh, your man, uh, Padiko, he's been, you know, fairly consistent and he's given the starts, but Aaron's not been in the best of form. Is that a little worrying or the class will tell in the end? Yeah, absolutely, it is a worry, but I'm but I'm hoping he pulls off a Shane Watson and scores in the knockouts. <laughs> I mean, that's probably something that uh, we can hope for. But yeah, look, I mean, Aaron Finch has been slow up front. Uh, you expect one of the two openers to give you a, a very very strong start. Uh, we've seen the other teams, you know, Quinton Decock doing it for the Mumbai Indians. Uh, we've seen Sunrisers Johnny Bestow getting them off to good starts. But again, you know, the the openers are struggling. You know, for the Night Riders, Chubban Gill is striking at less than one one twenty. David Warner hasn't been able to accelerate too much. Aaron Finch as well. So, I think um, he has been slow. I, I think he's been a little too tentative. He's walking down the pitch and trying to um, negate the swing. But again, he's not being aggressive as he probably should be. And uh, I'm hoping that the management does have a word in them. Because, you know, it's very important to have a strong start in a T20 match. And he's someone who can really, really put the opposition under pressure early. But uh, he's not showing those signs. He's he's probably trying to settle in a fair bit. Uh, Devdath Patikal is doing the same thing, trying to settle in and uh, get uh, get themselves in before they start going big. But in T20 cricket, it's important, you know, for one of the two openers to go big and the other to place uh, anchor. But 
Um, right now, Aaron Finch is being a little slow, and I really hope he does pick up pace in the matches to come. And in terms of um, the bowling, and uh, we mentioned um, Mohamed Siraj, uh, but uh, with Washington bowling so well, you've got Jahal Morris, you've mentioned. Um, and uh, is Yadav injured? Because I've not heard too much about uh, Yadav, Umesh. I'm, I'm not, uh, I mean, I, I don't see him coming into the side because given that Mohamed Siraj also has done well, and Nadeep Saini is definitely one among the uh, pacers to watch out for. And now that they're playing uh, Chris Morris and Isurudan in the side, that's basically four pacers done. And uh, with, um, you know, Mohamed Siraj also having done well in the last game against KKR, I feel Umesh Yadav will have to warm the benches a fair bit more. And uh, that's what T20 cricket is about. You know, you can't go just based on names. We've seen how the Capitals have bravely kept out uh, Jinke Rahane, the Mumbai Indians also, they've kept out Chris Lynn, uh, Kolkata Knight Riders, you know, they, they've managed to keep out Sunil Narayan. So, I think that's what T20 cricket is. Unless you're, you're a proven performer and uh, you perform up to your potential in the IPL, there's no, there's no chance that you're just going to get a side purely based on... Uh, you're going to get a chance purely based on what you have done in the past. So, I feel Umesh Yadav will definitely have to warm the benches a fair bit more this season. Well, uh, that says a lot about the bowling strength of RCB. Uh, but also talking of big names, um, Kuldip Yadav um, played for KKR on the team but didn't get a ball. I know it was a low score, but he didn't even get a ball. I was very surprised. I mean, I... I, I, I I'm really shocked by the way the Knight Riders are treating Kuldeep Yadav because, I mean, I know that he had a really bad season in IPL 2019 and he hasn't started off too well in IPL 2020. But he's a, he's a bowler who has so many variations up his sleeve and if he's trusted to do well, he can definitely perform. You know, it's definitely not a good thing, you know, when you drop a player of his caliber. Uh, he knows that he's played uh, for India. He has uh, really shown his potential even in the IPL and a couple of bad matches shouldn't uh, make you drop a player completely. And he didn't even get a bowl, as you mentioned, in the last game. So, it's definitely tough on him. I'm not too sure what the Knight Riders are uh, trying to do, given that uh, they're not even using Kuldeep Yadav's potential to the fullest. I just hope that, you know, he comes back strong because he's very he's a very exciting bowler who is not afraid to toss the ball up and has many variations up his sleeve. And uh, I just hope they utilize him a lot more in their games to come. Yeah, I was very, very surprised, like yourself. It just stood out as to, um, I mean, we know what he can do, uh, but they didn't trust him to um, even, I know, like I said, it was a low score. Uh, but yeah. um, in my eyes, he's a frontline bowler. Um, so I was very surprised with that decision um, that they didn't have the faith to give him a couple of hours to see what happens because they had nothing to lose. And um, yeah. I think that must be disappointing for the uh, young man. So that was um, hard on him. But um, yeah, we'll see if um, things turn around for Kuldeep. But it just goes to show what you said about, um, I don't think it's in the same way that Kuldeep will have to keep the bench warm. I think in that case, it's because there's um, so much talent that RCB have got player bowlers, but with KKR. I don't think that is the case. Uh, but with another team that's um, the bowling that stood out for me is their weakling is the Sunrisers. Um, I know we don't talk a lot about them, and I mentioned this last week that they're, they're one of those. Um, how shall I say? And I'll probably get a lot of stick for this, but they're sort of like vanilla. You know, they they they're not really uh, standing out. They're getting the wins, and they did that against uh, the Royals uh, with a brilliant innings by Manish Pandey. But they're not really hitting the headlines. Or am I uh, being too harsh on them? No, definitely not. I think you're bang on there that uh, they aren't really stealing their lens because they have been inconsistent. And uh, yeah, I mean, you you generally expert, uh, expect someone like Warner and uh, along with him, Johnny Besto to give them flying starts. And that's just not been the case. You know, they haven't been able to give them get them off to flying starts. Manish Pandey, um, he really played a fantastic knock against the Rajasthan Royals, as you mentioned. But in the previous matches, he was very, very slow. You know, he was striking at probably 120, 125, which is not an ideal strike rate for T20. And after that, they just didn't have too many big names to bank on. You know, they just needed to bank on Priyam Garg, Abhishek Sharma, and probably their best bet was Rashid Khan, uh, you know, with the ball. And uh, again, he's been really good. Uh, he's stemmed the run flow. He's taken a couple of important wickets. But Kane Williamson's injury is something that might dent them even further. Uh, you know, he has been a key player for them. But, uh, I mean, Manish Pandit and Vijay Shankar played two brilliant knocks in the last game. But 
if in case they do get out early there is no one who can really um, sort of add solidity to that batting order and uh, there's no one who who the youngsters can bat around so i feel they haven't uh, stolen the headlines only because they've been very inconsistent and uh, they haven't put up too many um, impressive performances to really uh, grab the eyeballs of uh, the fans of and they i know we mentioned uh, i mentioned the bowling as well um, but when you look at it i mean i know they've got rashid khan and holder but um, it doesn't strike fear yeah absolutely so, doesn't strike fear yeah yeah you're very right there because um, i mean bhuvneshwar kumar wouldn't strike fear as well but you knew you knew that he was someone who could uh, change things because of the way he swung the ball because of the lengthy bowled and uh, the others you know they aren't too experienced on the uh, international level sandeep sharma has played a fair bit of ipl but apart from him jason holder hasn't played too much um you know siddharth call played one match and he was dropped immediately after that game against the mumbai indians they've uh, tried and tested kalil ahmed and he hasn't really impressed tangarasu natarajan was expensive in his last game despite nailing a couple of yorkers you know he uh, he was taken to the cleaners by riyan parag so i think in a way um the sunrisers bowling is again unsettled and apart from uh, rashid khan who's a real threat uh, there's been really no one who's made an impact so overall if you look at the sunrisers unit they do have the names but i think the players haven't really stepped up to their potential and they haven't really delivered consistent performances and that's why uh, they're struggling to uh, nail that fourth spot right now yeah and when you talk about um, a bowling squad uh, unit that looks frightening it, one of them is obviously the indians and they showed it yesterday yeah. with trent bolt and bumrah with that opening spell that was um, quite incredible um but i want to focus uh, we've talked about csk and the troubles they've had but i want to focus on the tournament uh, quinton de cox having um he's giving a incredible start uh, he's got a few more games to go um they always say you're always going to have a bit of a blip uh can you see him having a bit of a blip because that was a incredible batting performance by him and ishan let's give ishan credit as well yeah absolutely look uh, quinton dickock had uh, three half centuries from the four matches before yesterday's game and uh, he was so close to getting there as well you know four half centuries and five matches but uh, he had to finish on 48 if i'm not wrong and uh, yeah look uh, i i don't i don't believe that uh, the law of averages is too much that players um, concentrate on because if you're in form and if you're seeing the the leather ball like a football then there's no reason why you can't be scoring in every single game and uh, quinton dickock's a prime example of that that when he's in form and when he's hitting the ball that well <laughs> there's not too many bowlers who can stop him and yeah ishan kishan i think that's the strength of the mumbai indians you know they they know the players are going to step up and perform whenever they're given an opportunity and the fact that core of youngsters uh, not so much youngsters the core of indian players that uh, you know they have at their disposal ishan kishan Surya Kumar Yadav, uh, the Pandya brothers—they haven't done too much of chopping and changing, and that's just the hallmark of a great team. Because if you do too much of, if you make too many changes, then it's never going to help a unit. But uh, the Mumbai Indians, uh, with Rohit Sharma not there against CSK, they pushed Ishan Kishan up the order, and I think he was given a clear role. They just told him that, listen, you did it against RCB, you, <laughs> you scored a 99 against them. you have the capability to do, to do it just go out and uh, express yourself and uh, that's exactly what he did yeah i, li- I like kishan kishan um i i got a great insight and i talked about this a few weeks ago in that documentary where you can see the young man he's got a lot of confidence in him uh, he really backs himself uh, and i like that in uh, young indian players you know we never used to have that back in the day you know he used to be quite timid but he's very upfront and uh uh very um confident about himself and uh, i'm glad he's uh, producing now and coming to the fore uh what did you think of uh, Kiran Pollard's captaincy because it was his call to um give uh, burma the uh, opening um uh, bowl nathan kuldanand wasn't too impressive in the games that he played before so i think uh, it was a direct move to actually try and get bumrah uh, to bowl in the new ball because Uh, I mean, even even I was I was of the opinion that they would do that because uh, you know the Chennai Super Kings did have an inexperienced batting unit with uh, Jagdeesan and Gaikwad coming in uh, at the expense of Kedar Jadhav and uh, Shane Watson. So um, you know, it, in in a way, I think it was good that they uh, that he threw the new ball to Bumrah and Bolt, and they made such an impact. You know, three for four. Uh, I think this was the first time that MS Dhoni came out to bat within the second over of an IPL match, and. Um, obviously the mumbai indians are looking unstoppable they look like a train without brakes 
and uh, if you know they get to a stage wherein um, uh, you know they face a team which is going strong it might be a very very good clash to watch but yeah kyren pollard was spot on with his choices i think he rotated his bowlers really well and um, great to see that uh, you know the mumbai indians are putting up such consistent performances but hopefully you know uh, the other teams also give them a challenge because right now it just seems like the mumbai indians might be running away uh, with all the goodies at the top yeah and um, i think um, they have been the standout obviously um, the capitals and your boys are still with them uh, at the top of the table uh, but um, th- these past few weeks have really flown by and um, to come to the latter stages uh, and pretty much the last week of the tournament and um, there's still four teams. Uh, I mean, I think we both agreed that uh, the top three are going to be in the playoffs. So there's one place available. There's between um, uh, Punjab, Kolkata, uh, uh, Hyderabad and uh, to a certain extent uh, the Royals if they win all three games. But I think it's between the top three. Um, how do you see who, who who's in the best place to get uh, that fourth position? I think it's definitely between KKR and uh, you know the Kingsland Punjab because you know as you mentioned the Rajasthan Royals are looking a very good unit but again uh, their bowling is a little thin because apart from Jofra Archer Karthik Tyagi has been good but his bowling like he's been taken all over the park and uh, the spinners are doing well but then again uh, you know they're not too experienced obviously Shreyas Gopal and Rahul Tevatia haven't played too much of cricket and um, you know despite the fact that Tevatia has been a Gun batsman for the Royals this season. Uh, he hasn't been too great with the ball. But yeah, having said that, you know, um, I think it's definitely between the Knight Riders and the Kingsland Punjab. Sunrisers, Hyderabad, again, they don't have uh, one player who can who they can depend on. They've got some really big names. But if the top order fails and, you know, they don't accelerate too much towards the middle overs and even up front, I think they are in, in um, trouble. But the Knight Riders, look, they have the they have the players and uh, unfortunately, Andre Russell hasn't worked out for them. But now with Lockie Ferguson coming into the side, that bowling unit suddenly has so much of experience. And I really feel they should back Kuldeep Yadav a lot more because he's definitely a game-changer. He has so many variations and he can trouble both the, le- uh, the right-handers and the left-handers and he can be an X-factor for them if they utilize him a lot better. And uh, so I feel KKR definitely have uh, the players in their side to put up quite a fight. And... Um, Kingsland Punjab because obviously that they are in they are coming up with a resurgence they're hungry to win universe boss wants to treat everyone to a special every single game that he plays and his addition to the side is uh, simply making things easier for KL Rahul and Mayank Agarwal up the order they can play with a lot more freedom Nicholas Purum's in great form uh, he's striking the ball well and with Maxwell um, getting those 30 odd runs that he got in the last game and him bowling his four overs I think um, it's added a lot more balance to that Kingsland-Punjab side. And uh, with the bowlers also, you know, it's a young bowling unit, but uh, they're always willing to uh, try different things. And Ravi Bishnoi and Murugan Ashwin have formed a very good partnership, which is good to see. And so I feel the Knight Riders and uh, the Kingsland-Punjab are uh, looking, um, are probably the two teams which will be eventually in that fourth spot. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just looking at the games that they've got um, uh, outstanding and um, the Royals have got the Indians, Punjab and KKR. Only three games left. Like I said, they have to win all three to stand with uh, Sunrisers, you know, we've said it before in this show and previously, they're inconsistent, but then they've got um, a tough run-in in the sense they've got uh, Punjab, the Capitals, your boys and then the Indians. So I can't see them winning all four of those games. So it's going to be down to uh, KKR and Kings XI Punjab. I know um, uh, KKR playing today against the Capitals. I don't think that'll make the yeah. difference. The big game will be on Monday and um, it's in Sharjah. And uh, that's perfectly made for the universe boss. Yeah, look, I mean, Chris Gale, uh, he did start off uh, rather slowly, in my opinion, in the first two games. He was striking at 116.66. But last game against the Delhi captives, you know, the, the, they were chasing and uh, it needed something special from one of the middle-order batsmen to get them going. And uh, Chris Gale scored those 26 runs of Tushar Deshpande's over. And from then on, the Kingsland Punjab were never in trouble. You know, the, the required run rate was not going to be something that would pressurize them. And um, that knock really changed the fortunes and changed the way that 
they could approach that whole chase against the uh, uh, Delhi Capitals. So, uh, Chris Gale is definitely a match winner and I can't wait to see him in action in Sharjah because I'm probably one of the biggest advocates of the fact that Chris Gale should be in the side even if he's 80 years old because he's <laughs> someone who can really, really change the game completely with the bat and he's someone who brings that infectious energy into the side. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, I feel that was really something missing in the Chennai Super Kings because... Uh, when Suresh Rana was there in the side, he'd be someone who'd go jump on the bowlers, cheer for everything and, you know, make his presence felt and make the bowlers feel so very happy. But that whole infectious energy in the side was missing for the Chennai Super Kings this season. And Imran Tahir was that player for them who could bring that energy into the side. But unfortunately, that wasn't to be. And uh, he just played his first game yesterday. And now with the Chennai Super Kings out of <laughs> contention for a spot in the playoffs, that energy is going to be formerly with the universe boss Christopher Henry Gale and um, just for the just for the entertainment i hope the K- kings and punjab make the playoffs because they're in, they're looking a good side they're looking a solid side and um, if they can really push forward and pick up a couple of important wins uh, they can definitely make the fourth spot and then we'll see a lot more of uh, the universe boss in action yeah and no, i agree with you i think if you get a look if you if chris gale's in your team and he looks at you and you've done something wrong. You're not going to make that mistake again. But if he looks at Absolutely. you and is in your team, he's going to motivate you. Whereas if, in, if you're in the opposition and he looks at you, he can be intimidating. Uh, just standing there uh, is enough to do that. Um, just um, if we were to say, I mean, RCB, like I said, uh, got a chance of finishing in the top two. Even in, top, in the first place, you don't know how the last few games will go. But let's just say that uh, RCB finished third. And as a big fan of um, uh, your team, who would you like to play? Kings 11 for job or KKR in the playoffs? Well, we've lost two matches in a row to the Kings 11 Punjab uh, this season. We haven't uh, managed to win a single game against them. But uh, look, I, in my opinion, I feel the Kolkata and Riders are a little bit more unstable Given that uh, they've lost the services of two big men in Sunil Narayan and Andre Russell, two guys who have uh, been an <laughs> integral part of their side, you know, uh, over the seasons of the IPL. And uh, so, if the Knight Riders do make it, I feel uh, we might be slightly more, um, uh, you know, comfortable against them. I don't know, for some reason, KL Rahul always turns up every time uh, Kingsland Punjab play RCB. And, you know, half the Karnataka side is in that uh, team and they probably know the... <laughs> in and out of how RCB play. And uh, so, definitely, look, I mean, KKR are slightly unstable. And um, I feel they'll be a little, I mean, you can't really play them down completely and say we'll win. But they're definitely probably an easier side to face than Kingston Punjab, considering the status that the sides are in right now. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you that, that uh, out of those two teams, uh, if it was my boys, I'd prefer them to play KKR. But that should be an incredible game. Look, really looking forward to it on Monday. Uh, we've got two big games uh, over the weekend. The Knight Riders are obviously playing my boys, the Capitals, and tomorrow Kings 11th and Job against... Uh, sorry, today the second game is Kings 11th and Job with this versus Hyderabad. And then your boys are going to have a comfortable win against Chennai, so you can enjoy that rivalry again so that doesn't happen often so just chill and enjoy that game tomorrow first thing uh before the royals play mumbai indians you're looking forward to the weekend absolutely four four really really important games today is going to be very important because uh you know three teams fighting for that fourth spot will be in action uh night riders kings left punjab and sunrisers so the teams which come out victorious today will definitely have the advantage going into the week uh the final week before we get into the Playoffs, so I think it's going to be a very important couple of games today and uh, tomorrow, obviously, with the Royals facing Mumbai Indians. But uh, I hope the festivities continue when RCB face CSK because uh, you know they are obviously down in the dumps. But uh, you can never, you can never rule out a side. And we saw the way that they put up a performance against the Kingsland Punjab, but ten wicket win, and now we see where the Kingsland Punjab are. So uh, can't really rule out a side, but uh, hopefully the festivities continue and. Uh, we have a good game because we'll be playing in green. Uh, we'll, we'll be supporting the Go Green campaign. Yeah, uh, I love that. Green jerseys when we love. play the Chennai Super Kings on Sunday. So, yeah. yeah, I really like that touch. I think that's brilliant. And it's something we mentioned before that um, it's, uh, they they should use these uh, big opportunities to promote these good causes. So, um, well done to uh, 
uh, the uh, Royal um, your boys uh, Bengaluru there uh, for doing that. So looking forward to another brilliant weekend of cricket. If it's anything remotely like last Sunday, it's going to be awesome. But as always, it's been awesome talking to you, my friend. And um, you know, I'm just uh, these when we started this, this was like uh, four or five weeks, but they have actually flown by because of the incredible cricket we've seen. And obviously, my weekends made talking to you, so it's been brilliant. Um, Have a safe and uh, brilliant week ahead, and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, Lovely chatting with you as always, and uh, hopefully we have some great cricket coming our way. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Thank you.